Welcome to Let's Get Information. My name is Alexa Silvaggio, and this, my friends, is a podcast for seekers, entrepreneurs, spirit junkies, and wellness lovers of all kinds. Each week, we'll be offering you inspiration, education, and co-creation that will help you cultivate an epic life. So let's dig deep, lift up, and thrive through these personal stories, tips, how-tos, and most importantly, great, rich truth. The gorgeous Chloe Elgar. Thank you so much for being on Let's Get Information podcast. I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. It's so good to chat. I'm glad that we're able to catch up, even if it is on a podcast episode. <laughs> I'm into I that. I know. I'm super into sharing any way that we can. You guys, um, so Chloe and I met, I don't even know three how many years? years ago it was. Yeah, three years ago, maybe? Something let's just, like let's that. just say three. Let's say three. Um, we met at uh, a Elizabeth Gilbert writing workshop in Napa. And Chloe was with her mom and I kind of, and it's actually not kind of at all. I immediately (laughs) fell in love with both of you. (laughs) So sweet. Like we just like brought you into our, into our mother daughter trip. It was was a trifecta. And then we like magically met Elizabeth. Yeah, that's right. We were like getting coffee and she happened to be like there post run. It was like the dreamiest thing. It, It was really quite extraordinary. It was divine. So it was, it was divine for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what a gift to have you on the show. And, you know, it, it's such a gift to follow you on social media because really the only time that you and I have met in person was at that Elizabeth Gilbert moment. Mm. Um, so thanks Liz Gilbert for creating a beautiful, beautiful, um, place for me to meet a gorgeous group of people. Um, but I'm so grateful to be able to follow you on social media and stay abreast as to what you're creating, because, you know, the purpose of this podcast is to connect people to people that I find really, uh, inspirational and people that I think are out in the world living very much on purpose and creating epic shit in their life. Mm. And I would definitely, definitely, um, qualify you that way. So can you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? about um, what living on purpose is for you. Oh, that's so sweet. Honestly, that's just like the kindest thing. And I very much feel the same way about you. So thank you. Um, it's, it's interesting. I was just telling, I was telling Alexa before we started recording that I was sitting on my balcony in the sun in Vancouver. Um, and I'm just reading Michael Singer's book, the surrender experiment. I'm not sure if you've read it, but if you haven't, you have to. He also wrote the book Untethered Soul. Um, And it's interesting because what he talks about is very similar to kind of where I am at right now in, in this whole process of, I feel like the first part of my professional journey was about you know definitely following my intuition and uh, healing myself, but also about like wanting to be a master or be an expert or um, you know, build, build myself up, find, basically find my space and find my way and find my place. And now the journey has kind of been about like surrendering to whatever is showing up and being willing to, um, like allow the expert or master from within to show up. And if not, then that's okay. So, so that's kind of interesting. So I, uh, I was always, you know, as a little kid, I was a very strong empath and really sensitive. Um, 
actually just recently, my brother reminded me that when we were little, I grew up in Malaysia. So I was born in Calgary, moved to Malaysia when I was four. And then we lived in Malaysia till I was, uh, I moved to Vancouver at the end of high school. And when we were little, he would like come into my room, he would hear me talking and he would come in my room and be like, who are you talking to? And I'd just be like, um, no one. But so, so I felt and, and saw and, um, heard, spirits a lot when I was growing up. Um, but it became, and I was always very sensitive to everyone around me. My mom always called me psychic, intuitive. Um, I kind of always knew how everyone was feeling, but when I, when I kind of, you know, got past my childhood years, I, my parents fought a lot and I was exposed to a lot of kind of conflict in the house and it was just too much for me. So I very much closed down and almost like shut off all of my sensitivity and went on a journey towards eating disorders and all of the things that happen mm. when <laughs> sensitive shuts themselves off. Yes. Um, so that was kind of like what happened to me for the first half of my life. And so I, I guess like 10 years ago, I started a journey of healing that and facing all the stuff that I had been running away from, uh, which meant like the rocky road of eating disorder recovery, whatever that means. Um, and, and then like stepping into holistic nutrition, which is one of the things that I do, um, and, and working with food and learning about food in the body and working with people around their body image story. And then what actually has happened in the past year, which I'm sure you were kind of alluding to with the shift is that I've finally stepped back into after like a really life kind of changing moment of embracing the inner psychic and the intuitive, which is now what I really have uh, like surrendered to like what I was saying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a freaking amazing journey. And, and, you know, like what I was talking about with the divine meeting of you and I, you know, it's like, we're all just sweet little mirrors for each other. So like, of course, (laughs) I would meet at this writing workshop because our stories are very similar. Super similar. Um, and, and that just, uh, just filled my heart with so much joy and, and what you are creating. I mean, Oh my God, you guys, if you do not follow, uh, Chloe on, uh, on Instagram, Chloe's countertop, it's all the rage. If you want like beautiful <laughs> writing and inspiration and truth, and then just like gorgeous food, <laughs> like such beautiful food, like get involved and, and check that out. Cause, cause it'll rock your socks. Thank you. Um, wow. What a gift. I, I, I'm, I'm can't wait to get to, I have so many questions. I don't even, I don't even know <laughs> where to begin. Um, but let's start just on a very, um, on like a very real level, what do, do you have any daily practices that help you get in touch with your intuition that help you kind of hone in on your, on your wisdom, on your truth? Right. Yeah, totally. So kind of the past year has been basically about me letting go of a lot of things that I have been using and working with as coping strategies for a lot of my life. And And then with that, having to face the discomfort of my mind really not agreeing with letting those things go because it it was so connected to success or like worth and all that kind of stuff. And just having to sit in that discomfort to access where I am now. So one really big thing was, was like about creating more space for me to be. So, um, like this morning, you know, I had, I had a lot of work to do in the back of my mind, but instead I, I, t- I try to make Mondays, um, like a goddess day, a day for myself where I actually don't do work unless, um, I really feel called to. And instead I just do stuff 
to kind of like be with myself and to connect with the deeper part of me. So anything from like sitting in the sun to reading, to writing, to going for a walk, to going shopping. Like I, I tend to like go and buy flowers for myself every Monday for my altar. So like, that's one big thing is that I used to be very like success oriented and really driven, you know, the whole masculine quality stuff. But a lot of it was so ingrained in me that any time that I had space that I wasn't doing work, I was I would actually like go into full panic and my anxiety would shoot through the roof and but I wouldn't notice that because it was such a natural part of what I was what I had been living in for my a long time because since shutting myself down. So now for me with daily practices, like I've, I've completely surrounded my space to the point that my husband has also had to adopt these practices because (laughs) you know, it's what happens. Um, so the whole space has literally been set up as like, it's like our whole home is like a temple. Like it's very peaceful. There's, you know, and, and this is the thing, like you pick and choose whatever works for you. I actually just like love being with crystals and in, like I've been obsessed with incense since I was a little girl. I burned so much incense that I think my neighbors might actually like have issues with it. You like walk past my apartment door and you're like, well, what's going on? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? There's like a, there's a Buddhist in there or something. Um, there's like lots of plants. Um, so, so it's really just about for me daily connecting to the space that I've created. Um, whether, and also, you know, with traveling, like still maintaining those practices of, for me now, meditation is definitely my uh, non-negotiable. It, for a long time, it it was totally negotiable, um, but now I know that it it's it allows me to connect to um, that space, and it's it's like my be all end all because that's the place where everything else comes from. So it's just kind of that that thing. it's like eating. Like you know that if you don't eat, you're not going to have enough fuel to get through the day. I know that when I don't meditate, I'm not going to be able to show up for my clients or the people that I'm working with in the way that I need to, or the way that I feel called to. So, um, yeah, meditating is really big. Um, yeah, dancing is like massive, which is crazy because I never danced. And I know you're an amazing, you're an amazing dancer and you love dancing and all that. Like that's always been a part of your being for me. Like I used to dance at the clubs in Malaysia when I was 13 years old and like, you know, the dirty dancing and stuff, but not like in intuitive movement is what they would call it. So that's been huge. Even last night, I posted this this on, on Instagram. Like I felt really called to watch a walk to remember and I watched it. And then at the end of, it was like 11 PM. And the, the last song was just like, my whole heart felt like it was on fire. I was sobbing. And I like literally picked up my dog, put on my headphones and just like danced. Again, my neighbors think I'm crazy, but that's cool. Who cares? Oh my yeah. God, girl, live. I love it. Okay. So you were talking about things that were getting in the way of, of your intuition, that things that were blocking. What were you, if you don't mind sharing like mm. truth time, a bit about your story of what you were using to kind of numb or to block or to anesthetize your innate truth and wisdom. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, all of the things obviously, Uh, but, but I think it depends on at what part of my life, but I've kind of been through it all from drinking out. Like alcohol has always been one partying boys has been a big one, like love and, and really like desperately needing love, whether it was like cheating on boyfriends or having six boys on the go, um, always having guys in my back pocket to talk to and text, um, you know, like 
eating, of course, with my eating disorder, eating was a big one. But I think those were all like, again, they're, they're the external energies. But really what was happening was the actual internal sabotage that was happening. Like until I started to really get, um, it's like the seed plants. Like I, my mom is, you know, my mom, she's very spiritual. I grew up with her. Like she all, we always had spiritual books since I was born. We had crystals in the house. Like she would always go on trips to gurus in India and, and all these places. But I, the seed was planted, but I was very much in resistance because of all the pain that I didn't want to felt feel. Um, and so when I started to lean into that and see it, it's like all those seeds started to sprout. And so it was like, at first, this really big contrast, because I was like, exposed to, um, like, I would go with my mom to meditation retreats or silent retreats, but then I would also be in complete self sabotage during the process of that. And like, whether it was through eating again, or boys or drinking. So there was for a while, there was this really destructive duality that was happening for me where I knew and I was very connected to the truth, but I wasn't practicing it. And I think that's a big piece of it is like knowing when, you know, you can know all you can, you can read every book and you can know everything about spirituality, but it's in those very small little daily moments when you're in bed with your partner and they do something or say something that you don't want to deal with. So, um, and, and for me, it was all about love. Like, I was so terrified of love and I shut my, my heart down so early that I just, anyone that loved me unconditionally, I was like, get out of here. Like I would just push them so far away to the point that I would try to hurt them. So they would leave. Um, and of course, you know, mirroring towards myself, I was constantly hurting myself, whether it was like when I was younger, I would, you know, I was, I would cut myself. I would, um, like would use fire on my, like, I was just crazy things that I used to do when I was little. Yes. Thank you for that truth. And I know that that's, you know, it's like, it's such an unspoken thing, but I think that mm. everyone has their own version of it, yeah. you know, and it, it's like a sliding scale. Some, mm. some of us are more intense than others with it. Yeah, you and me both, you and me both. Yeah. And I think the degree to which we numb is the degree to which we are open and yeah. like empathic and, and like loving, you know, it's like, God, I, I need to, I need to be more hardcore to, to, to numb this shit out. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a deep, deep ocean of connection and empathy. And, mm-hmm. and that's wow. So yeah, no, I get it, girl. I have my own yeah. version as well. So. so it's like, if we feel so much, then we don't want to feel at all. Like the more that we feel, the the less we want to feel if we're yeah. running away from that. Yeah. 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 And, and the problem is just that there's no selective numbing. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no Unfortunately. Yeah, it'd be nice to just be like, ah, I don't feel no. like that, one, but I still want the joy. Yeah, right? <laughs> I still want the joy. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. Wow. Well, that that's that's really, really amazing. I want to know a little bit about your your meditation practice, what that looks like. Do you have a specific meditation practice? Do you do you practice TM? Do you uh, like what is what is your practice look like? Um, so I definitely I've always had this interesting thing where I tend to not stick to routine for that long. Like I, I tend to experiment in a lot of different ways. And actually I've recently come to realize that I do see that as helpful, but also not always helpful because sometimes it's like a way again of that sabotage towards commitment. Cause it's like, if I don't try hard enough, then at least if it doesn't go well, then I don't need to worry about it. 
So nice. it's an interesting question um, that you asked that because I like I love um, actually it's an, I did this I recently did a a forty day abundance practice with John Randolph Price. It's like the forty day abundance book. And before I did it, I I was I was very seriously convinced that there was no way I was going to get through forty days, like no chance. And so I just was like, well, whatever, I'll try. And I just kept showing up every day to the practice. Um, so with that practice, it was like you read um, you you read a prompt and then you meditate on that prompt. So I really enjoyed that. I tend to enjoy more silent meditation. I find that when I go through a very like with guided meditation, if there's a lot of words, I'll, I'll, um, it stops me from going deep, deep into that seat of awareness. Um, so I like the music. I like silence. Um, but yeah, the interesting thing is on the 39th day, my husband and I were traveling and, uh, like we, we had a really rough travel night. And so we got in like at midnight and I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to do my, my meditation. Otherwise I'm going to miss the 40 days. And I, Uh. and and my mind came in and it was like, whatever, it's not a big deal. And I totally didn't do it. And yeah. so, so yeah, so that was pretty funny because then I had to start again from the beginning. From day oh one. my God. Oh God. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, your sweet little mind wanted to sabotage. It did. Yeah. It came in, but, yeah. but yeah, of course the practice was that the next day I didn't let it, I didn't let it take over. And I just started again because I was even thinking about how I was going to, what I was going to do after, like, what was I going to do after 40 days of this wonderful project? So that's that made sense why that voice came in. God. Um, yeah, so. that's great. Awareness. I mean, sometimes we sabotage so purposefully because it's like we don't want something to end or we don't want something to begin or we don't want to... We don't know what the unknown is going to bring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wild. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Um, and it's actually helpful to me because I'm I'm quite a lovely little saboteur myself. <laughs> um, I'm quite a little saboteur myself. So I, I totally feel you on that. Um, who are some of your teachers? Like, who are your people that you're like, I read you or I see you and I go, that's an absolute fuck yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was just thinking about this, like when I was sitting on the balcony, of course. Yeah, of course so I, I love, um, I, because I grew up with my mom, with my mom's, uh, always having like certain gurus and teachers like Ramana and Papaji, I yeah. definitely um, feel really connected to the teachings um, that source from that from them. So, so Gangaji is definitely one of my teachers, um, and yeah, anyone with that connects to Ramana and Papaji. And then from like our the more Western world, I love. Um, I mean, I love Michael Singer. I just I just love how he um, approaches the work and how he's so just. He's, it just feels like he's, he's so connected and and focused on, he has been so connected and focused on his journey. Even just reading this book, the surrender experiment, it's so, it's just so real and so beautiful, beautiful and authentic. So I love that. I really like Matt Kahn. Um, I just met him actually recently and I just feel like he feels connected to, um, similar teachings like Papa G. Um, yeah. And, and then I have a mentor that I work with Lynette Brown. She's definitely one of my my primary teachers. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like you have your foundational teachers that kind of always stay or stay in the background. 
And then you have like the people that come in and out depending on where you are at. And sometimes they come back. Like I was really resistant to Marianne Williamson for a long time. And then recently on our trip, I picked up a return to love and like just basically ate the book. I loved it so much. Girl, and, uh, <laughs> both. And I just read a return to love and was like, Oh my God, how was right? I? Yeah. I did the exact same thing like a month ago. You ate the book too. <laughs> I ate it. Yes. 100%. I love it. that. Oh, that's yeah, so, so So that book was unreal. Um, it's yeah. timing. Everything's fucking timing. I know. I, yeah. And it just, it's interesting because that book was written a long time ago, but it's just so, that's what's so beautiful about that work is that it's it's transcendent and it's, it's timeless. It's just like that universal knowledge. And it, that's also part of it is, is like trusting your own journey because, you know, like I remember the first time my mom gave me a Gangaji book, I honestly read like three pages over and over again, like 20 times. And I was just like, this woman is mental. Um, (laughs) And then I went to a meditation with retreat with my mom and, and I, and I listened to her speak. And then that night I went home and read the book cover to cover. And I don't even remember reading it. I just remember it like almost just sank into my being as truth. And so it was readiness. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the cool thing. Um, beautiful yeah what about you who are your teachers <laughs> oh god I I'm love interested. it yes no I love it um I mean definitely Marianne Williamson for sure mm-hmm. um I mean I I I love the like classics I was I mean to be totally whatever about it like my first spiritual teacher was Louise Hay like oh, she yeah. Like, I think the first kind of self-helpy book I ever read was You Can Heal Your Life. Mm. And it was funny because I picked it up when I was like 14 because my mom was into Deepak and all the, you know, all the woo-woos as well. (laughs) And and I went to this amazing intuitive who actually, and who is now my mentor. And, um, and she, she gave me that book. And I remember that being like a really, really pivotal, um, pivotal mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, Louise, hey, yeah, put it in there for sure. She's the best. Yeah. She's just, I mean, she's, she was just such a pioneer too. She died only like a year I ago. I just feel like she's even more present. Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely. Um, I love uh, Tosha Silver. I love, mm. um, who's an incredible, um, intuitive and, uh, astrologist and, or astrologer. Um, I love Dr. Christian Northrup, mm. um, and what she says about women's bodies and, and women connecting to themselves and, and, um, owning, you know, whatever age they are and, and how we're, you know, kind of t- ageless goddesses. I love that. Mm. Um, who else, man, there's a lot, so many, <laughs> So many. There's I mean, a lot God. of brilliant, brilliant. There really are. And it's, it's amazing because we can take certain things from, you know, certain teachers and, and leave the rest, you know, it's like, and it is, it, it is a timing thing. Cause I remember trying to read a return to love, you know, five years ago mm. and just it not being available to me. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, reading that recently was just like, Oh, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, and that's, and that's huge. Yeah. And I think that's a big piece of that journey is to trust that what resonates with you at that time is what you're meant to hear. Even if everyone is like saying that you're like, this person is the teacher of the time and that you have to list, read it, like to trust your, cause it's happened to me too. Like I remember 
even in February, I picked up Return to Love and I almost like wanted to put it down immediately. And I started to ask people if I should read it. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good indication that I'm not interested right now. Yeah, that I don't want this shit. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say your like intention is as, as a healer, as a teacher, like, what do you want people to feel? What do you want people to experience? What are you trying to get across? Mm. I think that, um, I, my, I mean, my intention as in the, in the work that I do, kind of like with the surrender experiment is to always like in, in the book, he talks about, he was asked to come and teach a class and part of his, his uh, practice is around just surrendering and flowing, even though he doesn't want to sometimes to flow with what shows up. And so his thing was to like, not think about it and just show up in the class and see what came. So my intention is really like to, for me is to maintain or stay really connected to and present to what's going on inside of me so that I can, so that I can do that. So I can stay as open a channel as possible so that I can receive whatever I'm meant to receive and be authentic in the moment. Um, so that's like for me. And then for, for my, for the people that I work with, it's, it's to, for them to feel that as well. Like the, I had this thought yesterday, literally dancing in my apartment, just, I, it felt like my heart was exploding and my whole body, it was like shivers and heat and it was just like so much joy for no reason. Um, and even right before I even like was starting to feel like my dog Ollie was there with me and I was starting to feel the emotion of what it would feel like when he passed away. And even though it was like super painful imagining that and I was like cuddling him and and trying and staying connected to that moment, I also st- felt like an incredible amount of joy because I could feel that my heart was still open, even though I, and like almost the willingness to fall into what that experience would be. So that's kind of what I hope to, um, support and guide people into is like to, to connect to that moment and to know what it feels like to be in that connection so that you can allow it to happen more and more and more. So your heart can be open so that you can do, you know, follow where you feel guided to go and grow and do the per- the path, go on the path that you're, you feel guided to go on and do whatever it is that you feel called to do. Beautiful. What do you think, what do you think are, do you think there's like an overall purpose that we all have here as humans? <laughs> That's also a great question. Um, because I've been thinking about all of these things lately. Look at that. So no, when I, <laughs> you, you are so intuitive. No. So I, um, I was at this Matt Con event with my mom two weeks ago, and um, he was saying that you know we're all here to to evolve and heal so that we can heal the planet, and just like the expansion of our soul individually is is always a direct ripple effect towards the expansion and healing of the planet, and it just I I too I truly believe that to be true because I just witness all the time how. Anytime that I focus inwards and, and take care of myself, the whole, my whole space around me shifts. Like even just, um, from like a personal experience with my family, um, when we met, I was still living in Dubai and, uh, there was a lot of 
disarray with, with our family because I was with my dad and, and my mom really missed me. And my mom and I were actually going through a tough time, a difficult time in our relationship um, mm. because of me moving away. And it was like a betrayal of some sort. Um, and, you know, I was, I had met, um, my husband, but we weren't married at that time. And so there was a lot of disconnection with the family and everyone was in pain and I felt like it was all on me. I didn't know how to help everyone. And so what I ended up of course doing is I just started, I brought my attention back to myself and kept trusting that everyone would be okay. And the more that I, um, helped like did my own work and, and, and stopped taking everyone's happiness and putting it on my shoulders, the more that they actually like, like blew my mind by how much they expanded and involved. And so that's essentially what happens in front of our eyes every day, right? Like whether it's with our families or our friends or the nature, the, our communities, um, whenever we step into like bringing that fear or the, the idea of that we need to change something and bringing it back to ourselves and seeing what's there. So, um, yeah. And, and just by witnessing how much joy someone experiences when they do connect to their selves and they start to experience insight and witness like things shifting and, and understanding things from a bigger place or a deeper place. It's just so amazing to, to witness that sort of joy show up. And so it just feels like that is the truth. Like you can't refute that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Um, and that's really beautiful. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to our kind of soul growth that you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, do you believe, what do you, what do you believe? Well, how do you subscribe to the human experience? Do you, I know there are so many kind of paths out there. Like, do you believe that, um, we choose our experience before we get here? Or mm-hmm. do you feel, you know, like what, do, what are your kind of thoughts on soul growth? Man, this is just unreal. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're asking the questions that I literally wrote down for my clients to answer. Oh, so I love it. I love so, it. It's just so good. I'm, I'm a Whole channel, baby. It. Yeah, it's great. So um, I, I do believe that there is um, like the, the, there is like a universal script in that um, we're here. Like, I do believe that we're here for um, purpose. Um, but I think that in terms of like how we interpret purpose might be quite different to what actually purpose is. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I think that we can inflate or expand um, purpose into something that can be really grandiose and almost like the ego can get involved and um, take, take over that, that, that actual divine mission of what purpose is. Cause I think that like, if you just look at animals, you know, they're them being here and just always being so unconditionally loving and showing up for us in every moment and being so present to love, that's purpose. Um, they don't have to be like celebrities or best-selling authors in order to fulfill it. So I think that there's that, there's that underlying purpose that we're all here to, um, to support and, and like build together. And then there's, there's of course, like within that, there is like the inscripted free will of being able to make choice because, um, you know, some people don't, you know, even just like with, with my journey and for the first 18 years of my life, I, I was making the choice always to, 
to turn away from love. Um, and so it's, it's like in that it's, it's in the daily journey of being open to like seeing what shows up and witnessing the choice that you make. That's kind of where that unknown lives. Um, and I think that's a big part of it is to kind of, uh, embrace not knowing and being willing to, um, discover, like even just when you, when I read books, um, by teachers that I feel really connected to, I don't think that they ever truly claim to know the absolute truth. It's like everyone has various interpretations and understandings and channeled wisdom that all reflect the same truth, but in different ways. If anyone does claim to know the absolute truth, I'm like, I'm running. It's like, who do you think you are? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think as well, like it, it always, it changes. Like, even for me, when I first, when I wrote my first book, um, I was in a completely different place. And even now, like I, I even almost like, sometimes I'll pick up my book and I'll be like, wow, that's, that person was so different to who I feel like I am now. And and so it's like just honoring where you are in that moment. And if you don't know what that answer is, like, I think that that's okay. It's okay to be willing to discover it in each moment. Yes. God, I was listening to Danielle Laporte's podcast. I love Danielle Laporte. I think she's yeah. so Team Vancouver. Hey, I know you Canadians are just nailing it. Um, but honestly, like she, uh, she wrote something or she said something about her writing. Someone asked her like, about change and about shift. And, and she was just like, I can't read what I wrote like a week ago because I feel like so much growth and shift has happened. She's like, I read it and I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm so different now. And, and I think that that's like such a gift, you know, to be on, it's such a privilege to be on the path of evolution and growth. And yeah. Yeah. It's like so freaking rad. It, it's um, so important though. I think with, with creativity to, to, it's like that fine line between, cause I've experienced this, like for a long time, I actually like hated my book and judged it because of course it's an extension of me and I was very much being judgmental. So it's like, everything comes through us. I, like that's, that's kind of what it is for me is like anything that is coming into my space or showing up for me or coming through me is a part of that soul healing, that soul expansion. Um, so it's not even about me writing a book for the book that I wrote. So by attaching my identity to it, I'm actually like not even, I'm like missing, missing the lesson, missing the learning. Um, but the other thing with it is like, I also see that knowledge, the way that we, when we're like having conversations, it's also a way that we're experiencing human life, but there's an entire other world outside of that conversation that lives in the silence of not knowing. Do you know what I mean? That that's a really interesting place that I like to kind of hang out in because what the more that we're willing to kind of surrender in the not knowing and be in that silence, like step showing up to a class without knowing absolutely what anything about what you're talking about and trusting that what needs to be said will be said. Um, it's kind of, it's such an interesting experiment to, to live like on a, to practice for, and I I love practicing that daily, like doing a podcast and just being like, okay, well, whatever she asks, 
I'll be able, I'll have a conversation about. <laughs> I'm open to it. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's when you're like letting kind of the divine take the lead and just like let it channel rather than trying to like get the ego and the mind to do it for mm. you. Yeah. Cause, cause it's like your reputation it's, or it's like what people are going to think about you rather than how are you going to help or what, are, how are you going to receive the information that's available for you to communicate to the world? Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Do you ever, I'm interested with like your yoga classes. Do you, yeah. cause you do so much. You te- it feels like you teach a lot of yoga classes now. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's such a natural thing, but I feel like you probably show up not always knowing What's going to go down? Oh, most of the time. Most of the time. I mean, I walk into the room and and someone will say something specific and it's like, okay, well then this is what I'm going to teach about. Or I'll just kind of get an idea when I walk in and it's like, okay, this is the theme of the class and this is what... And this is what it's going to be about. Or, or like, I'll take, you know, again, like we're all mirrors for each other. My, my therapist who I just love, her name is Dr. Nikki Monty. And she, um, I was, we were talking the other day about, um, relationships and, and I was kind of doing some processing around availability and, and I was, I was talking about other people and she was like, people, <laughs> what other people? Like they're all you, like they're all just reflections of you. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. She's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> a. Um, and B, that's how I teach. So like if I walk into a room and like what I'm dealing with is something, I'm like, dude, someone in this room needs it. So that's that's totally how, how I kind of offer offer that. that Isn't truth. that amazing though? Isn't that like, it's so um, amazing because yeah. I think that, I think we've spent – I mean, I know I have spent most of my life feeling like I need to know everything, first of all, especially because I'm a Leo as well. And then also that I need to have all the answers and I need to be in complete control. And the actual truth is that you, those are the opposite of what you might want to step into. If you desire to experience something new, do you know what I mean? It's like so liberating when you make that choice to like, I remember the first time I guided a medit did like a guided meditation. I for sure almost passed out because just showing up and speaking and seeing what comes out of your mouth without yeah. knowing the script is like the most terrifying thing. Cause you're complete, you're, you're facing yourself. Yes. Um, and, but then when you get through it, you realize like, that it's actually a lot easier than knowing everything, isn't it? Oh my God. Yes. Well, it's just that it's the like leaping and the net will appear. It's, it is that surrender that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, it's that surrender to whatever needs to come out. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. Um, you were talking earlier about, um, about love and how, you know, we spend a lot of time kind of turning away from love. Why do you think we do that? Because we're terrified that love <laughs> is going to destroy us. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's like love, love the, I think that it's almost like that thing where we're so scared of something, but then we actually, it's like when you see, um, okay. So for instance, when I was, when I was little, I used to, I used to see, I would see spirits in my room and I would get, I was terrified. I was so scared. And, uh, 
and I would have like really bad night terrors. And it was a very traumatizing time of my life. And in February of this year, I went to my family ranch, um, to, to write and it's, it happened again. And I, it hadn't happened like to that extreme. And this time at first I was also again, super terrified and like couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about leaving. Um, and I stepped into fear, but then when I actually opened, when I realized, I was like, I can't leave. Like I, I, I came here to write, I have to write something like yeah. I can't leave with my tail between my legs. Um, thank God for ego in those moments. Cause it actually can sometimes support us in moving forward. Um, yeah. and yeah. so I actually leaned into it. And when I, when I let that fear move past me, I realized um, what, what they were there for. They were there to support me in my writing. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's the same thing. It's like, I think, um, we're so terrified of being loved because we learn at a young age that, you know, it's, it, we're unworthy. We have all these beliefs that we create around what love is, um, and that we're not worthy of it. And so, you know, it's like the foundation, the foundation, the foundation of us gets pulled from under, from beneath us. And we are in so much fear of it, but it's actually like the one thing that, uh, we have to open to in order to be, to, to access who we truly are. So, so yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing because I feel we spend our whole lives moving away from it to then not to then completely come back to it. Like you see babies, they're so they're soaked in love. Like they are just embraced by everyone. And then but then it's like this journey of, of completely detaching from it and moving away from it um, and sabotaging it only to come back to it. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. that death and rebirth and like fear of death and all, all that, all that stuff. Cause love is all consuming, right? Like, cause it's like being willing to love is being willing to step into the complete unknown and mm-hmm. surrender all of all of what you feel like you have control because it's completely uncontrollable. Yes. As scary as F. <laughs> yes. And, and like control in general, it's like mm. you think you have control over anything. It's like such a joke. Right. Such a joke. <laughs> Sick joke. You know, it's like yeah. even, you know, it's God, I was, I was talking to somebody about a, a like relationship and I was like, Oh, I think I've like found a human that like is maybe my human. And it's like, well, even that, like, if we end up together, you know, like he could die in three years, you know, it's like, I think I found my human, like everything is changing. Like there is no control. Yeah. Like it's always shifting and it's always evolving. And like, that's the only thing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's terrifying. And yeah, it's like with my dog, just consuming. (laughs) I know. Right. I just like the idea of him dying literally I can't handle, but then at the same time, like I would, I, I, I can't imagine ever not having him in my life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not having, not having that love, that, mm. that experience. And mm-hmm. that's, that's huge. So when people come to you for like intuitive readings, mm. what are some of the tools that you use? How do you hone into people's energy? Do you use, do you use cards? Do you use just, do you just kind of hone in on energy? Do you, mm. what, what do you use? What do you do? So for, if I'm just doing, if I'm doing like cold readings, so people just um, are doing psychic readings, I mm. will, the, my process is that I, um, will always kind of before they come or before I do a call, I'll 
step, I'll spend like five minutes just tuning into their energy. So I'll just go into silence and connect to my guides and connect to their guides and um, just kind of see if there's any important messages that I need to write down. And then I'll also just do an energy scan. So kind of go through their chakra system, see what's closed, what's open, what needs some, what needs some work, if there's an area that we need to focus on um, and just kind of through clairsentience, feel into their body and see what's like, where, where it's like, kind of like, all right, where are we going to go today, guys? Yeah. And then during the reading, um, I, I'll sometimes bring in cards. I basically just connect to my guides and ask them what I need to bring in. So sometimes they'll be like, bring, you know, the Louise Hay book just like as a, because we're going to go into body stuff. So I'll bring that with me. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to not really use tools, um, except for with my space, I'll clear of course, and usually do like a, um, a clearing spray after each session just to clear my space. Um, but yeah, that's it really. I just, I, I tune in, I use a lot of clair, um, claircognizance, and clear audience and just kind of like, we'll tell them if they have questions, then I'll answer questions. But a lot of the time I find that my guides are pretty intense, just like me, that makes sense. And we just kind of like talk, I talk nonstop and they just give me message after message and it, and it just connects and we go from there and see where it takes us. And usually the wow. hour is gone before we know it. Wow. Do you feel that it comes quite easily for you? You don't have to like force anything. You don't have to try. It does now. Um, when I, when I started doing it full time last year at first, uh, it was really scary. I was terrified because it's like, I'm so used to, um, having tools like being a nutritionist or even yeah. doing holistic nutrition with body image or eating disorders. Like I always kind of had a plan of what I was going to say. This is again, back to the surrender thing, but yeah. with readings, like, first of all, you don't know who they are. You have no idea what they're, what, like, you don't know anything about them. And also you have no idea where it's going to go. And so, and yeah. that's part of that trusting, um, in, and, and also trusting that the messages will come through in the way, like some, everyone's a bit different. Sometimes I'll get like, literally, um, it's almost like a, a dump truck, like dumps knowledge into my brain. And it just, I just open my mouth and it pours out. Sometimes it's all clairsentience and we're working completely with the body space. Wow. Um, sometimes it's clairaudience and I just hear messages and I will kind of deliver them. Um, but yeah, so it's, I think that's the, each reading is always very different as well because every, every person is different. Their guides are always different. Um, and so wow. it's really fun, but at first it was really scary. Do you find that you can, um, hone in on your own, like questions about yourself? Like if you were to be like, I don't know what to do. Like, can you tune in and ask your guides about you? You have great questions. I must say, so oh, good. you know that, um, oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so funny. Cause I did a reading with, um, Deborah Silverman, the astrologist, the astrologist yeah. and, um, astrologer. And she said, you're an amazing psychic, but you suck with yourself. I was like, that's really nice. Thanks for letting me know. So yeah. and that's the thing is that like, sometimes we can be so good at working with others, but yeah. when it comes our, the, the, I think the biggest muscle we have to exercise is with ourselves. So, yes. um, I definitely get messages because I, I dedicate myself to the space when I'm working with someone, whereas with my own self, it's all the time. And so it's a, like, really understanding when I'm out of, um, like I call it split energy is just like when I'm tired or frustrated or hungry, that's when I get myself into a corner. And it's always like, if I'm in indecision 
or not or questioning myself, I'll sometimes my mind steps in and then I then I lose and then I'll then I'll lose my ability to kind of get it. So it's wow. it's again it's a it's a muscle. Um, but I definitely feel like sometimes I'm a stronger reader for others than for myself. I so get it. I so so get it. I feel like sometimes, and I do not, you know, I don't wouldn't call myself. Um, I I do find You're that intuitive. I'm intuitive. Yeah, I'm for oh sure God. a very intuitive human, but I don't like. I haven't honed, you know, kind of my own skills in that way, and I don't mm. really necessarily offer them in in the way that you do necessarily. Yeah. I think people come to me and they'll ask me questions, and you know, and whatever, and I, yeah. I offer what I offer. Yeah. Um, and but, just like quick sidebar, I think that's a really big thing is that like we're all we're all um, shifting. So many people are um, yeah. getting connected to this work where so many people are realizing that they are intuitives and empaths. And, yes. and whether you call yourself, you choose. I mean, like I got the guidance to call myself a psychic um, and that was an important part of my journey and to, to really do the readings. But, you know, I was just even thinking about this again, dropping Michael Singer, but like he talks about how he totally channeled his, his books, like completely wow. channeled. That's an, that's what a psychic would do or an intuitive would do. So yeah. I think that that's an interesting, um, journey right now is how the world is all waking up and how we define and label what that means to each of us individually. Cause you're yeah. totally a healer and an intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say that you're right about that. And, and I have some kind of, um, and not resistance, but like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel that I, in many ways still, you know, numb out on that because I do feel very deeply. Right. Um, and so that's, and that's huge. And, and, and like what you were saying about you, um, being able to really kind of channel for other people, but like having difficulty when it comes to you, like that is 100% me as well. Yeah. You know, like well, if people come to me with something, I'm like, roop. And then when yeah. it's my turn, I'm like, I don't fucking know what to do. <laughs> well, and I think that that's like, it's kind of like that, the Spider-Man thing with great power comes great responsibility. Like yeah. when, I, when I chose to start doing this work, I knew, I kind of knew intuitively that shit was about to go down for me. Like I had to go, I had to face all of that resistance. And the past year has been such a unbelievable, but at times incredibly painful, um, journey. Like I was, I was like, I was hit by a car a couple months ago and like just some really interesting things have happened, but it's, that's part of that, that role is like the more that you show up for others, the more that you have to show up for yourself, like the mirror thing you cannot. And I think that's what happens a lot of the time, um, with like what they call, you know, spiritual burnout. You have a lot of people that are wanting to grow as teachers and do really well, but they're not willing to do that, to, to do that, whether it's taking, taking Mondays off or taking that time for themselves to honor, you know, the, the temple that yeah. is actually receiving the wisdom that's doing the work in the first place. So, yeah. Oh my God. I so relate. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and you I have see. to be, and you have to face that stuff. Like it wasn't fun for me to have to deal with my mind when I was taking days off and my mom was like, what are you doing? And like keeping me up all night, trying to think about ways to work when it, I just needed, I knew I needed to be still. That's, yeah. that's the journey. Like that's the daily practice that yes. people don't talk about. I think yeah, that, that willingness to, to like be super uncomfortable. Yeah. I, um, 
I have been um, doing a lot of work with like plant medicine mm. and um, which has been really mind altering <laughs> figuratively and literally, but like yeah. also really painful and like really beautiful. And, mm. and I've learned, I've learned so, 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 so much. Yeah. Um, but being able to sit with that, um, with that discomfort of like in my last, um, in my last ceremony, I was doing some work around receiving because I struggle, I struggle mm. incredibly with receiving and, and I think that all ties into like the taking the time off and receiving, like the mm-hmm. the doing less, the not needing to show up in such a um, kind of like energetically profound way. Like it's okay to just like be. Mm-hmm. The beingness is like really a huge part of the beauty and the magnificence of it all. Yeah. And like like I'm worthy because I exist, not because I like provide this, that, and the other thing. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Um, I think it's like it's so, it's such an easy conversation to have, but the actual, um, being in that is, is like, I don't think your mind can even really understand it. Like with, with me getting hit by the car was actually about just that. Like I'm, I was very, I am very, we're very similar in a lot of ways energetically. And I was like doing so many things and, but I had, I hadn't, slowed down to connect to whether or not they still fit. I was just doing them to do them. Right. So it was like that getting hit by the car was a lot of just like, yeah, you, know, you, you need to like cancel some of these things and like actually get quiet and re and like connect to who you are without all of these things so that you can really see, like clear that space out first and then selectively bring in what actually genuinely feels good. And in order to clear that space out, it's like, it's like when you declutter or, um, you know, spring clean, you have to get rid of clothes that you really love. And you have such an attachment to that reminds you of your ex-boyfriend or da, 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 but you have to let them go. Cause you know, that energetically they, they take up space. Yes. So yes. yeah, that's, oh that was God. a really big part of my step into kind of like stepping into where I feel now with my business journey. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm totally going to put you on the spot and you're welcome to be like, just to be like, fuck no. Alexa. I like being put on the spot. Do it. <laughs> you're so good at it. Um, you, you really are just so good at it. Like everything you're saying is just hitting in such a beautiful, magnificent way. I'm so grateful. Um, this is just, again, just put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, would you, be open to if you have any kind of intuitive thing for me, if you, if anything's coming through, anything that I need to know, anything that you want to share, just because I'm all about vulnerability and like, oh God, I got called out so bad the other day on, on my podcast with Mark Groves. He like told me about my relationships and I was like, Oh my God. So if you have anything that's coming through that maybe I need to know, I'm super open. And if that's a no, that's totally fine too. Sure. Um, well, I mean, it's funny cause you said the relationship thing, cause it feels like there is something around a relationship energy, um, like that you're, that you're still working through. Like you're, it, it feels like relationship is always kind of like this part of you that you, um, either like go towards or move away from, like you have everything down, but then relationship is that energy that can sometimes, like, like it's saying, like pulling the carpet from underneath you, it can like kind of 
leave you feeling really lost and, and confused. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. So, so that feels like that's the space that you're actually being guided towards, uh, working more with is like diving deeper into, um, into the, the work of relationship, like obviously a return to love, like, um, cause it, it, I think that you've been going through like, you've gone on this, you've been on this journey for a while and you, you tend to be really naturally good at teaching and absorbing information and communicating it and inspiring people. Um, and it feels like there's this poking at you. I don't know if you've been feeling pushed, um, and, and like signs have been showing up for you about actually committing yourself to a deeper exploration about getting uncomfortable, which is why this whole conversation is happening in the first place. Um, yeah. So, and it's kind of, and you know, as I was saying about what I, you know, was going through with having to like clear out space to, to sit with what actually resonated for me, it felt like that's actually what you needed to hear, um, for yourself as well. Like learning how to just, just kind of, yeah, it's like challenging yourself in a new way of, of, uh, that you haven't been challenged in before. So whether it's like working with a new teacher who's going to really, cause you are really good at knowing and, um, like you, you have this kind of, um, natural ability to just kind of know things, you know? So you actually need someone who can even have that ability even stronger so they can really like call you out so that you're, uh, so that you can get really uncomfortable and start to, uh, dive deeper. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense and is totally apropos. Love it. Totally. Thank you so much for that. Wow. Yeah, no worries. Um, God, you're amazing. Okay. Let me see what's happening. Okay. We've been what talking. What is happening? How did, that, how did that happen? Okay. So we have to start to wrap it up because it's literally almost an hour and I don't know how that happened. So. Standard procedure. No worries. Yes. And so it is. All right. So now my love, I would love to move into the rapid fire round where I just basically ask you this or that. And you tell me which one you prefer. Awesome. Sounds okay. great. So we can all get to know you a little bit better. Okay. okay. Coffee or tea? <sighs> Coffee. Yeah. You and me both. I'm like, let's <laughs> be serious here. <laughs> like I want to say tea. It's the right thing, but nah. <laughs> um, introvert or extrovert? Uh uh, extrovert. Nice. Yoga asana or seated meditation? Seated meditation. Mm, sex or sleep? <laughs> ah, sleep. So I sad. love sleep. <laughs> I get it, girl. I so get it. I don't know if this applies. New York or LA. I don't know if you spend enough time. Totally. In it really, it really does. Um, oh my gosh. It's a tough one. I know. I know. I think right now, it's my mind wants to say New York, but I'm yep. hearing LA. So LA. Okay. I like it. I like it. Ebook or hard copy? Hard copy. Uh, shower or bath? <laughs> I'm, my mind says shower, but my soul says bath. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Milk or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Love it. Phone call or text? Um, text. Nope. Phone call. Let's be real here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They, they catch me always every time. I'm like, all right, good. Got it. Got like, it. All, right, all right. All right. Intelligence or humor? Humor. Love it. Money or fame? Mm, money. Mm, 
Cool, man. Cool, man. Okay. So what do you want people to know about you? What are you like? I want to share this with the world. Oh, that's a good, that's a real good on the spotter. Um, (laughs) I guess that I just love, I love, I love working with people. Like I love, um, supporting people on their journeys and, and, um, you know, really being there if people feel that they are feeling stuck or lost or, or needing that person that's going to really, um, like call them out, you know, um, to, 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 to be able to step into that space and hold that space. Um, cause for me, like my whole, my whole essence is about always like my work never stops as well. And by being able to work with people, I get to continue my personal work because in order to show up, like, you know, it's like, you can't be a yoga teacher and not practice yoga. So, and that's kind of what I noticed, like when my husband and I just went on a five week trip, usually we stay in one place. And so I can work no problem, but we moved around a lot and I actually found it difficult to work with new spaces and different energies and time zones. And I like missed working with people because they actually keep me centered. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm just very passionate about this work and, um, kind of helping to expand. Like it, 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 my mind wants to be like, Oh, come on, Chloe, don't say it. But it is like, I really do feel connected to expanding the global consciousness and helping more people access this place of truth and joy and the surrender, like the willingness to not know the answers and, um, just show up and, and maybe say something silly, like you choose sleep over sex and that's okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's so beautiful. And I just want to take a moment to, um, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge who you are, how you show up, what you offer us, um, your wisdom. Just thank you for all that you are doing. I, I feel so privileged to have this conversation with you. Now, how can we all connect to you? Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, yeah. And it's just such a, it's just so fun for me to have these conversations because yeah, there's just like to explore and see what shows up. So thank you for doing this and for hosting this podcast. Yes. Um, so I'm very active and present on Instagram. So you can find me at Chloe's countertop. Um, and that's also my website. So Chloe's countertop.com. And if you would like to chat, you can always DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at Chloe at Chloe's countertop.com. Perfect. OMG. Thank you. OMG. (laughs) Seriously, sister woman. Thank you for being on the show. You are such a gorgeous bright light. Keep shining mama. Thank you so much. Love you. And I'll see you soon. Hopefully. Yes, please. Love you, sister woman. Bye. Bye. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. What an absolute gift. Uh, Please do connect to me. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, um, social media in general at Alexa Silvaggio. And if you do have a second, I would be super grateful if you left us a review on iTunes. Why? Well, because that actually makes us more visible to everyone. And I'm all about spreading the good stuff, right? Spreading the goods, getting the word out because I want us all to benefit. I want us all to feel good. I want us all to thrive. So this is your gentle reminder, my love, to go out there and create an epic life. All my love. Oh,